All right, perfect. All right, Drew, I like to open my interviews with a little bit of a softball. What was your first job in the movie or TV industry? I, uh, so remember when Craigslist was a big thing? Yes, I did. I, I reached out on an ad on, ad on Craigslist to, to, be a, to be in a uh, horror movie. And I just, I, I've never acted before. I was 30 years old and I, and I just didn't know if I could. I said, well, what better way to try it and just jump right in. And so I went and auditioned and did a $3,500 horror movie. There you go. I mean, that's a, it's a great story, right? You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's a Listen, that horror movie went around. It's still selling and stuff. And then we it sold. We got a, another offer to do another one. So you know, it was a group of people that got together. We all learned together. We all did everything on set, behind the set. We learned how to do special effects. It sold. We made another one. It sold. It got. I mean, it it helped me understand production, which you know this this industry is a business. It's in in understanding it. The more you can understand it, the the better you'll be off, and everybody will be. So you play Kansas Red in the upcoming film, The Desperate Riders. What attracted you to this project? Well, it, was, it wasn't your typical Western strip that I usually get. Um, this one felt dirty and grungy. It felt like it had a heart, you know, and it had a lost soul and it had a heart. And, uh, you know, Kansas Red, great name. You just, my gosh, you can't get a better cowboy name, I don't think, just to say it. Um, but he wasn't written like a like a bad guy, like a, like he was just this walking around. Gosh, I don't know. Uh, can I can I say badass? He wasn't written like a badass. He was he was written like a human being that had some hard knocks in his life that was just trying to get through the rest of his life. Wasn't scared of dying, but preferred not to, and uh, was always in the wrong place at the right time. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things that I thought that I liked about it, because I feel like personally, Westerns are making a comeback, right? We've seen yeah. so many different ones, whether it's uh, the big budget, small budget, it doesn't matter, like Westerns are making a comeback. And obviously, you guys filmed here, I'm in Tennessee, you guys filmed in Tennessee. Um, what was that experience for you? I love Tennessee. I mean, I, Nashville is one of my favorite spots to hit. Uh, so we spent a lot of weekends in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, but yeah, we're in... Uh, was it Frankfurt, Frankfurt, Tennessee, just south of Nashville? Yeah. Uh, and then we shot at some of the historical locations, uh, um, gorgeous places uh, in southern Tennessee. Um, but, it, I mean, you have everything. You, it, you, Tennessee in, in this region outside, if you're looking for not the desert side of it, I think this part of, the, of, of our, our country fits Western so well. Just because you have the topography, you have the water lines, you, you just have the resources and stuff. And if you go into the fall, you don't have the full greenery. But I was watching 1883, you know, and, and they were shooting, it's full green pastures, full green, and it looked gorgeous. It looked epic. And so I think the old Westerns were back in the Tucson area and all that. Great uh, locations, great towns, still living in it. We're looking at a project to bring there. But I, I love what 1883 is doing, where they're bringing that. It doesn't have to be that area. It can be, I mean, what, we were, Westerns were everywhere back in 1800. So you had, you, I mean, those towns were everywhere in 1800s and people traveled around the country. 
Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a gritty Western, you know what I mean? It, it kind of has that different feel, and it doesn't have the same old Western feel to it, you know what I mean? Like, that's the, it's not a copy and paste style Western that we're seeing, and I think that's what is kind of attracted me to the area. So, all right, so the stunts, the riding the horses, what was that experience like for you on the set? I, I prefer it. I, I, uh, I've been riding since I was 12, you know, started breaking horses when I was 14 and, and uh, uh, or just taming horses, I guess you want to say break, but uh, horses and dogs are my, my spirit animals. And I, I prefer, if I could ride a horse versus drive a truck, I would ride a horse. I, and I know it sounds crazy and people are like, yeah, you would, I, I would stay on the back. I would go everywhere because it's endless you don't have any uh boundaries you know you don't need roads you don't need you just need to go and just go get lost somewhere and my whole favorite thing is when i'm on set especially doing a western i'll just ask the wrangler once i get comfortable with them and they get comfortable with me on their horses i says hey can i go get lost for a little bit and they're like yeah drew so i just ride off and i'll come back a couple hours later and okay i'm ready let's go <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Because you're right. It's it's a different style. It's a different feel to it. I, I think it gives you kind of that more freeing feeling of, of kind of not necessarily in control, obviously, because the horses, you know, can do whatever. But I, I do think that it's pretty cool to, to to see that kind of relationship. You know, you, you have to build a relationship with the horse. Like you don't have a relationship with a truck. You know what I mean? You have to build that trust. Right. Well, I mean, like animals, like dogs. Right. Uh, when you first approach a dog, you don't just run up to a dog and start petting the dog. You stick your hand out, you show respect and they sniff you and stuff and they make sure that you're not uh, any kind of threat. And I think, of course, you don't stick your hand out necessarily and stuff, but you approach them in a way that they don't want to, they don't feel threatened um, because every horse is different. Their spirit's different. And, and the way Wranglers break their horses or, or not break again, it's the wrong terminology, but the way they uh, train their horses is different. So some horses are trained uh, a little bit bit heavy in the mouth, and some horses are pressure trained, and some horses are just simple lean trained. Um, and I've been on them all, and I've been bucked off of them. I've been there, <laughs> but I, I prefer when I can to do my own stunts on them. I mean, understanding the the risk and the insurance claim, so I, I absolutely would step out of the way and, and let uh, the stunt guys do it. But you know, at the end of the day. I love it. And I would much rather have the camera capture me than try to have to do a, a, a pull out on a, a, a shorter lens and, and catch more of the scenery and stuff just to fake it to me. So. For sure. For sure. Um, my next, so your story, obviously kind of reading your bio, like your story is very interesting to me because you didn't have the prototypical path to being an actor or, or to getting to where you are now. You know what I mean? Like you were in the military first. I'll thank you for your service for that. And then after that, it's kind of like you, and then now you have your own production company. What kind of made you want to form that own production company? I, I was intrigued by your story from start to finish and I don't have all day to kind of pick through it, but like kind of what made you follow that path? I've always been an entrepreneur. I got out of the military and I opened up businesses and uh, I, 30 years old, I woke up stressed out of my mind going, what am I doing? And I wasn't happy chasing money and, and I wanted to chase a passion. And so uh, I was had lucky to be on a set on in Tokyo, Japan on a Dell's computer commercial. And five years later, I was 30 years old. And I go, that's what's going to make me the happiest. That's what still is what I think about. And so I, I took a chance on myself at 30 years old. And I said, well, I, I didn't know anything about business and that's worked out so far. So 
why not? And I got in front of every camera I could get in front of. I got in front of acting uh, classes and learned if I could break out. You know, I went as far as go to therapy just to get out of my head and my preconceives of my life because of, of the things I grew up in. And I just started becoming more and more open to opportunities and, and reaching out there and being seen. And I, I got a relationship of a guy you could trust. I would show up, I would do my work. I would uh, not freeze up, know my lines and, and uh, go on. And so it wasn't slowing anybody down. And that allowed me to build into relationships and allowed me to eventually trust in building my own production company. And so it's, uh, it's been an incredible journey, but that's a, that's a short version of a very long story. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I mean, we didn't have all day here to kind of discuss it, but I, it just kind of digging deep into your story. I was kind of really intrigued by that. And of course I'd be crazy, um, not to at least ask one question going back a little bit there in your time, um, as Mr. Wade Aiken on Friday Night Lights, just what kind of memory do you have playing in that show? And, and did you expect it? so many years later anytime it comes on a streaming platform everybody goes crazy about it like did you expect that i remember season two when uh they were saying we may not come back right because uh, they just the network didn't want it back it, the football wasn't a big thing for them and then on demand came in and kind of pulled us back in and and, and really revamped the value of it uh i mean friday night lights was always going to be my family because it's kind of my big show that kicked me off uh, I'm working with Jesse Clemens right now and Brad Leland on a on a HBO series, uh, Love and Death. Me and Kyle stayed dear friends. Uh, we talk occasionally. We're part of the same uh, charity called uh, Wish for Our Heroes. He introduced me to my best friend. I mean, it's just this came this whole thing. Um, but I tell you, the most exciting was seeing Kyle win uh, for that role in Friday Night Lights because it well deserved and it was a critically acclaimed show but it just never it never got the attention it really really needed and now it's getting it and so I mean everybody's talking about it I mean I was I got that and Breaking Bad in the same you know year and I was like Breaking Bad was season two no one knew how big that was going to get yet and stuff but they just knew there's something special about it and both of those just just taken off so well 